Hey wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we continue to take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hola. And our resident Jester Jolie. Sup. Valentine's Day to all. I know a lot of couples are happy, but if you just finished watching NXT Vengeance Day, all I gotta say is, what the hell was that at the end? Jolie, ex- help me, ex- help me understand this shit, please. Adam Cole was a jealous little bitch. He jealous. Ah, I mean, I think it is. Kyle has proven more loyalty towards Finn lately than he has towards UE. So that could be number issue okay. numero uno. Okay. Cole wants to be back in the title picture. Again, that's understandable. But, you know, dick move? Definitely. But, I mean, look at who he's married to. I mean, she she's all about doing dick moves over an AEW towards people. True. You know? So, I mean, I guess he learned from her. Match made in heaven. Yeah. Or hell. Or hell. Depends. <laughs> I mean, so Vengeance Day made perfectly decent sense considering it looks like undisputed era is no longer undisputed it's disputedly broken up is what it is because i don't think kyle is going to forgive adam for this roddy's gonna play peacemaker we all know this because roddy looked like a confused scared little puppy so i i I don't know where that's gonna go but number one i want to first focus on the match okay the main event okay the main event Vengeance Day, I will say this. Um, I don't was there a pre-match or there was no it was all whatever matches were named were all the cards matches. There's no Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the pre-show. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it's Valentine's Day. The Daytona 500 was supposed to be on. It's now restarted with 12 fucking laps to go in the first fucking section. So it's gonna be a long night for the jester because I do love me a little bit of NASCAR. Daytona is one of my favorite ones to watch because there's always a big wreck. I was always a big fan of Dale Earnhardt Sr. and 20 years ago he tragically lost his life in the Daytona 500. So you know it's it's kind of very symbolic for me to watch it and remember one of the greatest sports entertainers ever because I swear to God, if you ever put the Intimidator in front of like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, you know, those two would probably tear the house down and everybody around them and just sit back and drink a beer. Like that's how Stone Cold was Stone Cold of the WWE. The Intimidator was the Stone Cold of NASCAR. That's what the Jester has been doing all day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch any previews. So as soon as I came on, they've been ready to lay, put it on. Every match, I will say this hands down. This has been my favorite takeover. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love war games, but war games can get a little bit of repetitive. And, but from opening belt to closing belt to the super kicks heard around the world, Vengeance Day has lived up to being the best takeover so far this year. I mean, I know it's been the only one, really, but yeah. But first thing, Pete Dunn, honey. Sweetheart, did you raid Becky Lynch's boots when she did her Irish jig back in the day? (laughs) Like, what the hell was with that? And what's the hell with the pulling of the fingers? I mean, come on. Yes, it does freaking irk me out when people go for fingers, all right? You know, I've watched too many fucking Criminal Minds episodes, and that's the first thing they go for in the serial, like, you know, cannibal bastards. So it just skews me out. 
But other than that, that match was so back and forth. Like Pete literally was like an eyelash away of winning the title. I, I props to both of them. And, you know, then the he basically got ruined with Tweedledee and Tweedledum coming out and knocking them over, knocking down Finn mm-hmm. and beating up Finn. And, you know, Pete Dunn's a sore fucking loser, so he kicks in. But, I mean, they did learn from the best. I mean, Pat McAfee is a real spoiled little bitch. Oh, I agree. So, you know, I, I mean... Know too. <laughs> I mean, I know he's already on Twitter, you know, calling Adam Cole a scumbag. Hey, Pat, takes a scumbag to know a scumbag, huh, buddy? <laughs> so, yeah, I think this pay-per-view lived up and went above and beyond expectations. And I have now become huge fans of MSK. All right. All right. Well, we'll get all, we'll get into all the matches in just a second and everything, but, uh, but uh, Kayla, yeah, lay it out for me about the ending. I do have to agree with Jolie. Um, This is probably one of the best NXT we've had seen within here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Believe it or not, my mom actually sat down and watched every single match with me. That never happens on NXT. Oh, so, okay. yeah, never happens. She's always like, oh, this is boring. But, you know, it's, yeah, she actually watched it. And um, and I'm kind of shocked because I kind of said it right before. And I said, Pete Dunn's going to have his two goons with him at some point. And I said, Cole and the guys are going to come to his rescue, he, you know. But that ending, why? Every time I start liking somebody. They guess they they do some crazy thing out there, you know, decide to split them up. But I said the same thing to Steve, and I was like, going, I was like, going, just when I was starting to like Adam Cole, exactly. And well, here's but, the thing: I, I will I will say this: when it comes to top tier heels, Adam is a top tier heel. So I knew it was only a matter of time before he did his little switch again. I think I said this back when we were discussing Lana. There's certain people that play good heels and there's certain people that play good faces. And even though when they try to, I mean, Adam's an okay face, Mm -hmm. but he thrives as a heel. So I knew, like, I knew it was coming. I just wish they maybe waited for NXT, the actual NXT episode, because then it's like, you know, Cole, if Cole came off a little cold, towards Finn even after having saving saving his ass mm-hmm. um and then like you know he comes out for an explanation and all that I would have waited but then because then that gives more controversy for NXT but we'll see sorry Kayla no you're good um but I just think above all um that was a great match um and yeah the finger thing going on I mean seriously I felt so bad for Finn he felt like he could he couldn't he was just like uh, I can't move. Yeah, he could right because it's like his hands are like hunched over. It's mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like me before I had uh, carpal tunnel surgery. But uh, anyway, that um, I guess you got me more intrigued now to figure out where this is going. Um, so, but poor Roddy out there is like, well, I want to help Kyle. Well, um, I want to go after Cole. He just stands there and just looks like, you know. So, um. Once again, WWE has stroke, uh, sh- excuse me, striped and got us reeled in to figure out what's going to happen next. So the endings, uh, who knows? 
All right. So Kayla, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you too, Jolie, but let me ask you, Kayla, in the pre-show douchebag, Sam Roberts said that Finn and that Finn and uh, uh, Pete Dunn would be match of the year. Do you agree with that? At some point I could, I mean, I'm not going to hundred percent say maybe or no or yes, but, um, but right now it's, I guess you could say maybe, but like I said, I can't give you that answer completely right now. Okay. Well, I, I can get, I can give you an easy answer. I mean, I've seen two matches better than it. So that's a definite no for yeah. me. Jo- Jolie, what about you? Is it a contending match for match of the year? Yes. Is it the match of the night? Go fuck yourself. No. <laughs> the match of the night. Who do you think the match of the night was? I would say men's final for Dusty Cup. Kayla? I'm definitely going to have to go with the men's final for Dusty Cup or, heck, even the females' Dusty Cup. It'd probably be my two. You're both wrong. The match of the night was Kushida versus Johnny Gargano. That match had so much in it. Like, literally pinfall after pinfall, submission after submission. They were literally out-wrestling one another. Like, that match finally showcased Kushida as the absolute fucking badass that he is and you know he's not gonna let johnny go anytime soon no because it's like what because it's like they've been building him up for so long and they lose and they he finally gets title shot and he loses no this ain't over i'm sorry Julie. <laughs> no exactly like this this match was everything i expected and more like i was like i said i was flipping back and forth trying to watch see what was going on and all that but this was one match i did not turn off like, I was literally glued to my TV set. Okay. And, like, going after the arm, going after the net. Like, everything that they did was just so spot on. Now, the other, the, the Dusty Classics matches were fantastic. Like I said, there was really no bad match tonight. All of these no. matches were, fuck you, Meltzer, five stars. Like, I don't see anything wrong with any of the matches. The only issue I had with the women's match was the fact that Dakota Kai jumped on top of Recall Gonzalez, and that's actually not allowed. You know, you're actually not supposed to be in the ring when she's pinning. So that should have been a disqualification or a stoppage of the count. So we'll see if that comes back and bites them in the ass later. But uh, but if Raquel was the legal one and she was actually the one on top of uh, Shasi making the pin, it's like, wouldn't that still be good? Well, she was, but you're tag team rules that every time they tell the person to get yeah. out of the ring she literally was on top of raquel okay okay it was Fair enough. so that that was like my only issue and that ref fucked up twice oh that ref got on my nerves like literally that ref fucked up twice but you know hats off to shotzi and ember and i don't even know if ember came back from where she landed i mean she got fucking yeeted off the stage i, I think they showed her like on the runway on the okay. walkway and everything but still like kind of down and everything so but man yeah no none of these none none of the matches tonight like even the 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 triple threat for the women's title everything was just a fucking banger especially when tony storm tried to knock the table over (laughs) oh man all right so let's all right so let's okay so kayla let's go ahead and talk about the uh finals for the women's dusty cup it was definitely banging back and forth and everything but now Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, they've won. They have etched their name in history. Next on their list is a women's tag title match. So, <laughs> uh, so what's, your, what's your first thoughts about that? I do know, regardless when they 
do get the well, it'd probably be what WrestleMania that they get their title shot, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? But um, because remember we still got Naomi and Lana out there that still gets that title shot. Um, uh, um don't, <laughs> don't eat our gestures. <laughs> but <laughs> I do I do know, regardless, um whoever does have the tag titles. Um, I don't care if it's Naya or Shayna um, versus Gonzalez and Kai, but um, I don't even care if it's whatever, whoever it is, but um, they're gonna, it's going to be one domination for that tag team title. And hopefully, but it's not the Riot Squad. Why do they not? Ugh. Anyway, I just had to get that out there. Um, but no, um, Gonzalez and Kai... If they end up going up against Jackson Baszler, it's going to be one hell of a match. So um, congratulations to Dakota and Raquel for making history for winning the first ever Dusty Rhodes Women's Classic. All right. And I will say this before Jesse chimes in here and everything. It's like, number one, Raquel repping Texas on her top. Go, girl. Um, and two, like the only reason I'm mainly okay with them winning and everything, because I've always said, like, if anybody was going to bring the women's tag titles to NXT, it would be those two for sure. So, and I know like the matchup with, if they do get their hands, um, on (sighs) Nia and Baszler and everything, that is going to be a hell of a matchup because it's like Shayna and uh, Dakota have history in more ways than one. (laughs) And then, uh, and then, uh, Raquel going up against both those women for the first time and everything is it was just gonna be out of sight so can't wait to see when that throws down ah Jester floor's yours well first off Naomi thank you for that single that you released last last couple days I mean that that dance track I need that as a ringtone thank you very much um and then you got JD Williams Mr. Wrestleflow himself making an own little spin on it so it's it's been a great couple days laughing at Nia Joe uh, yeah laughing at Naya's whole <laughs> experience okay. with that ring. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't even, th- that Monday night, that match, I had no idea what the hell happened. Then all I know that Lana put her through the table and I'm just thinking that's wrong. And then all I see is my hole is trending on Twitter. Um, that match between mommy and daddy and Raquel and Dakota, I, it was definitely top tier. Um, either team could take Naya and Shayna to their limits in my personal mm-hmm. in my personal opinion okay um because you know I feel that you, you can do so much with either like you got speed and strength in Raquel and you've got speed and speed I'm sorry speed and high flying with Dakota but with Shotzi and Ember you get everything I mean Jesus fucking Christ like how many times they beat like literally accordion Dakota Kai I mean, I'm surprised she's even walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't she get like Frankensteinered outside the ring? Yeah. And then Shotzi just basically, you know, scorpioned herself on top of uh, Dakota. And then that one DDT that Dakota did it made me cringe on Shotzi because her neck just bent the wrong way. Oh, it's just oof. But yeah, um, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, match. I mean, we do have Elimination Chamber coming up. I don't think they'll do it then. We also have Fastlane in March, and then we will have Mania in April. So there are a couple opportunities for them to actually go for the title before WrestleMania. But I think, again, to put the title back in its rightful spot 
as a title defended at Mania, it should be at Mania. Um, I think every title should be defended at Mania, hands down. And it should not be relegated to the pre-match. Um, I don't. I know pre-show matches shouldn't mean anything when it comes to Mania. Every match is special. I get that. But, you know, I think that since the men's tag team, really nobody gives a shit about them. Put that on pre-show again. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but... It was funny because you you said more than ways than one. Well, everybody knows that Dakota and Shayna live together. And they used to live together with a newly engaged, congratulations, by the way, uh, Mia Yim and Jessamyn Duke. So they had this thing called Best Roommates Ever. Oh, is that what the Bree stands for? I didn't even know that. Yes, that's what it stands for. Um, Okay. So yeah, it, it's it. I used to watch when they were still able to stream. I know Dakota still streams every now and again, um, but all of her streams are mainly for charity. So I think that's one of the things that makes let Vince let it slide. Uh, I know Chug still streams, so I don't know what that his issue is. I'm sorry, Adam Cole. I just know him by his screen name. Sometimes I follow him. Okay, his name's Chugs. I, I I would I would honestly love when I get to meet him again. Why the fuck chugs? <laughs> but that's beside the point. So it, it like you know I understand Mia's and most likely Jessamine's apprehension of supporting one person over the other. So I feel like we support both. Hold up signs. <laughs> we choose no sides in this family. Have fun. We plead the fifth. Um. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be a fun match when that happens. And, you know, one thing that I have learned recently, and like, it, I kind of got that glimpse back in 2018 with um, the Royal Rumble, like how they said it was like a sisterhood. I just watched the behind the scenes for the 2021 Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, I saw that earlier. And, you know, I'm listening to Victoria, who's somebody that I have met and looked up to for years. And, you know, she's like, this is like coming home to a family. It's like a sisterhood. And, you know, these girls genuinely love one another and care about one another. And it's just funny hearing that. And then in the back of my mind, you have that one Becky interview. We're in a fighting business, not braiding the hair business. And like, you know, so I just I just feel that like I love getting to see glimpses of that and like you know like these women absolutely love and adore one another they're not all these hard asses yes some of them are dicks some of them are hard asses but i think mainly when it comes to the women they aren't because they actually do have to support each other more than the men have to support each other because of the fact that they have to fight harder to get what they deserve um i mean tonight you honestly could have had ember and shotzi raquel and dakota close the show They didn't have to open the show, but the fact that they trusted them to open the show shows how much respect that they have with triple H and the higher ups in NXT. You, you had the triple threat match again, another fantastic match, you know, right before the men's title deck, the, you know, the women are gaining traction and, but it just always feels like that we have, they had to fight harder. They had to create a sisterhood and be there more for one another because you know, they don't get everything handed to them like the men do. So I feel like that's why they're more supportive of one another. So again, whether it's at somehow at Elimination Chamber, somehow maybe at Fastlane, and maybe it ends up being a... See, now this is why it should be the Elimination Chamber, and this is going to bug me that it's not, because it should be Dakota 
and Raquel versus Shayna and Naya and have four other teams in the fucking chamber. The Riot Squad, Naomi and Lana, um, Tamina and Natty. And for shits and giggles, the runners up, Ember and Shotzi. Shotzi. That match would be fucking fire. Because you're going to have Spider Monkey Liv and Spider Monkey Shotzi climbing all over the fucking ring. And they're just going to drop down and cause chaos. So it's like, that was a very missed opportunity. And I hope they they figure out how to do it. Because that would be one way to get Naya and Shayna out of the title picture and put them elsewhere. If they get eliminated early. And then you would actually have the core women that are actually tag teams. And that have melded as tag teams fighting for the tag titles. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Shayna and Naya, they are the apparently the oldest and the heaviest tag team in women's history. And to whoever put that picture up, I don't know if it was WWE. I think it was WWE. No, no, it was actually what fucking Shayna said. Making history being two times. Sweetheart, you're the third to do it. Yeah, exactly. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross two time. Bayasha two time. Go fuck self. You're not the first, dumbass. All right. So, okay. So the women's triple threat match. EO ended up pinning Mercedes, which is a shocker because I thought she would end up pinning Tony and everything. Oh, man. So, yeah, no, that was a bait. That, that match could have definitely gone either way. So, my question is. What's next for EO? Who's going to go after EO next? Jolie? Candice LeRae. Again? They Doesn't Candice have one win over her and EO have a win over her? Like, aren't they tied, technically? But it's like, how many times did she beat her for the title already? She hasn't. EO beat Candice. Once. But, so think how about... Many... Okay, hold go on. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, EO and Candice had a match when Candice turned. Candace won that match, did she not? Honestly, I can't remember. It was that it was that long ago. Okay, but I think their their tally is one one. I feel that with the way that the way is going, I could see them dropping the title to Candace with a little bit of help from Indy Hartwell, and then I okay. see then I see EO maybe joining her sister in arms. Asuka on the main roster. Okay. But in all honesty, you could have Tony say, well, I wasn't pinned. It was Mercedes. I won a one-on-one match. I'm okay with that too. So in all honesty, the women's division, hell, we got a blockbuster fucking signing coming in to NXT women's division. That's true. I was going to bring that up a minute ago, but yep, Ty is coming in. And she is a bona fide fucking champion. So put her in the running right away. You've got the likes of Santana Garrett, who's a legacy, who had a really good showing in the NXT women's division or in the um, Royal Rumble for representing NXT. So, you know, there's plenty of people that can definitely fight for the title. And, you know, there are some women over in UK that maybe they could bring over here. And I wanted to congratulate my boy, Shaw Samuel, for actually becoming a part of NXT UK. I cannot wait to see you, dude. You are so fucking amazing. Dude is fucking awesome. He, okay. um, he's, he's an English wrestler. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the company. And he used to have this thing called Mug of the Week on Twitter. And he, he would, like, you know, just 
complain and bitch about stuff. And he's just the way that he would do it. You know, when I was having shitty days and he put out his mug of the week, it would make me laugh. And I told Aww. him so. And he's like, he actually actually will interact with fans. He liked my comment. Like he's one of the cool, like one, I love cool wrestlers like this. I'll actually interact with you. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to see that some of the indie guys that have been busting their ass um, are getting in, in NXT UK. And hopefully our other, our, our other buddy gets in eventually. Oh Yeah jpr hope, hope everything's going okay i gotta I, I gotta touch base with him see if he's doing okay and stuff oh but uh let me get kayla's thoughts and then we we gotta talk about our we gotta talk about our other friend today uh kayla um who's next who's next for eo your thoughts obviously like julie said probably candace LeRae. um i mean hey mrs gargano's gotta have um gold around her waist because she's always helping her hubby defend his title so except for tonight i do give him credit he did not have help he <laughs> but um probably candace LeRae. um there might be a possibility they might maybe try to throw tony storm back in there um heck mercedes might try to work her magic and say hey give me give me eo that wasn't fair you know you know something will come up or they mm-hmm. give her more competition um heck People seem to be jumping back and forth through different brands. So could be anybody off the main roster at this point. Maybe we might even possibly see maybe Ember Moon going back after it. I don't know. Something. Something surprising might happen. Something out of the ordinary might happen. Um, At this point, I have officially made up my mind. You cannot predict WWE anymore. Exactly. So. Exactly. And... Okay, so before before we get to our, our uh, thought, our thoughts about the last match and everything, Trisha Dora, friend of the show, damn girl, congratulations to you. She just won today the first ever intergender iron match against Tony Deppen. I caught clips of that. She gave it. She gave him the business. Whew, man. So absolute congratulations to her and man when is somebody gonna pick her up for real and i know she's got diana peraza next week so good luck to her i'm just so proud of her and i know um another friend of ours jordan blade she's going after a title soon so the women we've had on we consider friends of the show and everything they're making moves so hot hats off to them oh man all right so wrapping up um nxt takeover and everything the dusty cup msk what a debut grizzled young veterans two finals and no trophy (laughs) sorry not sorry (laughs) oh kayla i know you were rooting for msk that match was actually really i enjoyed it very um i will admit i am not fans of the grizzly young veterans um but they put on their a game they showed what they had um either way like i kind of agree with you kat like both teams deserve to win that. I know you can't have, you know, it that way, but honestly, um, I was glad MSK won. Um, I believe they are definitely an NXT future tag team. They put one on hell of a match. And um, some people may not agree with me um, on this, but the way they were in the ring, the way their ability, their high flying, and um, they actually reminded me a lot of Air Boom, what used to be Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston. So, um, so that kind of um, kind of brought a little bit more fire to the ring. Um, so, 
yeah, congratulations to MSK for winning your, well, it's not the first ever Dusty Rose Classic, but for you guys it is. Um, And now do me a big favor. Go beat the ass of Danny Birch and Ani Lorcan because I can't stand those motherfuckers. I'm sorry. They can just... Oh, they can go get their fingers broke by Pete Dunn because I know Pete Dunn really don't like them. So um, he's just pretending to. But no, congratulations to MSK. Looking forward to seeing you as a tag team in the future. And keep kicking ass, guys. Oh, I, I, I second your motion on that. It's like Oni and Danny definitely deserve an ass beating. And I cannot believe they even held the titles for this long. Hell, oh, Wade man. Bear can get off a of commentary and just beat his ass. I don't care. They just need to go on somewhere. All right. <laughs> buddy yeah take him out or wait 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 it, dexter luma seems to be lurking after austin aries and johnny gargano he can lurk on those two and get rid of them too so oh austin there yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait speaking of austin aries not austin aries sorry austin theory who attacked him on their way to the ring tonight because i it saw was De- it was dexter it was dexter okay okay because i saw i didn't see like i saw i didn't see johnny's entrance because we were trying to get our food going and i just see i see as the guy pop out and i just see austin go to the side so okay so it was dexter okay even more better <laughs> <laughs> right uh jolly go ahead msk is fucking amazing and uh it's grizzled young veterans grizzled grizzly <laughs> grizzly sounds so much better <laughs> grizzled is All more right. fine for the english anyway how much wine have you had how much wine have you had, Kayla? Truthfully, none. I've been living off of water, coffee, and Coke Zero today. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Jolie. Go ahead. <clears throat> nah. Um, Grizzled Young Veterans give me that um, revival feel. That's why I hate them. <laughs> I've always liked the revival because I like Smash Mouth tag team wrestling. I respect them. I think they're a great tag team. MSK had, you know, what the vet's called their sob story, but you know, it was a very emotional story on how they got to where they're at. And those moves in ring, if they need a third, there's, um, there's a young guy named Ricochet. He's really not doing much except for main eventing on main event. Um, so if you guys need a third, he he's available. Um, he looks great in green too. So, you know, he, he definitely help you all out. Um, so yeah, no, I really enjoyed that match. MSK reminded me, you know, a little bit of the Hardy Boys, a little bit of Edge and Christian, you know, with their cohesiveness, um, a little bit of Lucha House Party with their high flying, and it, they are just an overall amazing tag team, and I cannot wait to see where they go, how far they go, and what they're going to do next. And yes, uh, Birch and... Oni, I hope you guys get your asses beat soon because you're annoying as fuck. Um, they, they, you could tell, like you said, Pete Dunn just doesn't want, is only there for the title. He doesn't give a shit about those guys. The one thing like, Pete has always been about, even like, you know, when Mustache Mountain was helping him, like, he's always just been a lone wolf. He is a solo person. He's not meant to have a pack. So, you know, that's the one thing that, that bugged me. And that, that bugs me about Pete Dunne because Pete Dunne doesn't need that. He is his own fucking weapon. So, again, other than that, like I said, this pay-per-view, every match, top tier, it made me wanting more. It made me love, made me realize, you know, it sparked that, oh, this is why I love NXT wrestling. 
Right. And so, you know, and now that they re-signed Eli Drake, now known as L.A. Knight, um, <laughs> I think because the name is trademarked, so he can't use it. Uh, okay. So Taya's name could be as, like, Wera Loca might be trademarked, but that might be her trademark, so it might be able to come with her. And we're nobody knows yet on Twitter, so we'll have to wait and find out. But again, I am really excited about her coming to NXT. Yeah. Um, like it, it's it's just going to be an amazing ride with what's going to happen next. That's that's all how I feel. You know, the tag division has just gotten brighter. The women's division is getting hotter. The North American title is getting hotter. The 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 actual championship is getting. There's so much going on, and right. you know, and then you've got this badass fifty year old wrestler who looks like he was fucking chiseled out of stone, saying, "This match intrigues me, sir. <laughs> please, yes, just pick NXT. We don't care. We the fans want that because you know." You look a lot better than a certain Les Champions. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, let's let's kind of brighten up the mood a little, a little bit here and everything. It is Valentine's Day, so one cute thing we wanted to do was kind of like we know that there's wrestling couples across all promotions in WWE, AW crossovers, and everything like that. So we wanted to pick out a few. Jolie, the one I just happened to pick, Jolie mentioned one of them earlier, and that would be one, Mia Yim and Keith Lee, and they just announced their engagement. I could not be happier. I was actually a little teary-eyed, honestly. I was a, I was a little teary-eyed when I saw the announcement because I was so happy for them, and I know they've, they've had a little bit of a rough patch lately because they were both battling COVID and everything. Um I know they've been together for at least uh, at least a couple of years, and it's funny because they know they knew each other before NXT because they actually had a a match against each other that that uh, Beyond Wrestling put on. But these two are absolutely they're absolutely wonderful. They're not one of the ones that uh, put everything on social media and everything, so they're extremely private. They do let us into the cute moments and everything, but. Um, I am so happy for them, and I cannot wait until Mr. and Mrs. Lee finally make it official. So, again, congratulations to Mia and Matsex's brother, Keith. Oh, all right. Kayla, who did you pick? I picked John Mosley and Renee Paquette. Um, they've been dating since 2013. Um, they got married in 2017 with a backyard wedding in their backyard just like odd hours in the morning they decided to get married um then recently they announced their first child together um i picked these two because their personalities are like just alike um they're they're entertaining they're always fun um just seeing them together the chemistry is awesome um the support that they always have for each other um their character is always, you know, just great to watch. Um, Renee started her own podcast here lately called Oral Sessions. Her first ever guest, of course, on there was John Moxley. And just hearing them, you know, talk and just, you know, connect with each other was great. And since um, he was on there, he made a comment saying, 
oh yeah, um, I, I have the best wife, good looking wife, you know, just told different sex stories and stuff on there. And, um, of course, <laughs> and of course to end up the episode, she goes, thank you for joining us on our, um, first ever episode of Ugh, oral sessions it's just because john was on there she you know made it sound like they were yeah that's why i love me so much because <laughs> they they are just so great together and they're just they're just fun loving and honestly if i honestly had anybody that i would love as a couple on our podcast it would have to be john and renee so oh, yeah. john and renee if you're listening to this you're listening to this we want you on our podcast please so um so yeah i picked mr mox and mrs mox because they've always just been just outstanding either inside the ring outside the ring um i've had the honor to meet mox when he was dean ambrose back in wwe he was awesome and hopefully one day i get to meet renee and see how great she is in real life and according to our jester she's very sweet you know a great person to meet so um Happy Valentine's Day, you two crazy lunatics and uh, baby future lunatic. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, their little one's going to be precious and stuff and a little crazy. All right, Jolie. So the couple that I picked is actually a couple that you would never thought would have gotten together. And nobody knew they were together until they announced that they had gotten married. And that is the former Miss Zelina Vega and Alistair Black, also known as Thea Trinidad and Tom Budgeon. They have the most amazing relationship. They've got, I think, five or six kitty children. Like, they're, they've got all these cats. It's adorable. Hey. Um, yes. They, yeah. Um, he's got his clothing line. She does her streaming. He doesn't come onto the stream, but we can hear him in the background. But they are like an amazing couple. Um, they work out together. Like you talk about wanting Mox and Renee. I want Thea and Tom on our podcast because like I, they are a, possibly like two of the from their characters to who like watching them on stream or listening to Tom on stream when I watch the Black Mass stream. Um, you know, just two of the most down to earth people and you wouldn't think it because freaking Zelina Vega was a freaking firecracker. Like <laughs> she would toss him around the ring when she was working with Andrade. He's like, you know, and I don't know much about their backstory because again, like a lot of it was private and she has talked about it on her podcast, but I, or not her podcast on her stream, but like I have missed streams. So I didn't hear everything, but I just think like, you know, it's one of those odd couples, but they work because they balance each other out. And um, I do remember like the one episode of um, ride along, when it was uh, Alistair and Ricochet and they're talking about uh, swimming with the dolphins and how Tom's dad was jealous of the dolphin or something like that. But like, you know, again, this is like one of the weirdest odd couples and I absolutely love them. They're they what they do for the people of their, their of the Twitch stream and her followers and her subscribers. It, it's amazing. Like, like if you donate a certain amount, like they'll send you boxes of stuff. Like they'll spend hundreds upon hundreds of dollars, um, like buying figurines and stuff that that they the fans like. It's it's just an ama- how amazing they they take care and give back to the people that support them. Um, like 
it's just an amazing community. And like you, you always hear me talk about the stream. It's because yeah. it's one of the best. I, I watch many gamers. Um, this pandemic I've been, when I wasn't working, I watched a lot of streamers. I watched normal streamers. That's all they did was stream wrestlers. And you got to see a little bit more of like, you know, the wrestlers personality, like watching Shayna stream, like you got to see a whole different side of her. So it's like, you know, getting to see the different sides of them is just absolutely amazing. And, you know, he is an amazing husband. Apparently he makes the best fries in the world. So I, I, I we need to get that recipe, Tom, please. I love a good French fry. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the little things that counts. Exactly. But, you know, there are some runner-ups. You know, you got Beth and Edge. Mm-hmm. Again, a, a couple that we never saw coming. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Maria Canellis who are now in ROH. You, you got Adam Cole and Britt Baker, Cody and Brandy. And I'm thinking I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Becky and Swole. Swole. Uh, Swole and Cedric. Well, I, I, this was actually more towards Kayla. Oh, sorry. Oh, Carrie and Cross and there Scarlet. You go. <laughs> Steph and Triple H. I was going to say Becky and Seth, Charlotte and Andrade. I mean, the Charlotte and Andrade one was a real out of left field. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, watching them do like their workout videos together or like little Insta stories. It's they're absolutely adorable together. Like it's oh. they're so cute. Another cute couple in wrestling that I absolutely love. Instagram, their show, Miz and Maurice. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and then you got oh, yeah. you got um Johnny and um Candace. Candace. Sorry. Her name's like yeah. Bree and Daniel Bryan. Bianca and Montez. God, they're just- Mikazi mm-hmm. and Sasha. Yeah. It's I just like the I just so many couples are cute and there's, you know, Sarah and Eric. Again, congratulations yep. on the birth of their bundle of joy. Oh yeah, little Raymond. I think it was right. Yeah. Future little Viking there in the making. <laughs> Name and couples. We got Ricochet and Casey. Mm-hmm. Who Unfortunately, you know, I feel really bad for Casey Cananzaro because people attacked her for going out to a restaurant. Um, apparently, she was sitting in the restaurant and, you know, following guidelines and everything like that. If you follow guidelines, it's fine. If they're being stupid, then say something. But she was following the idiotic state of Florida's guidelines. I mean, yeah. Florida has the most lax guidelines. And, you know, it's no wonder they have a very high fucking rate. Uh, anywho. Um, Anywho. <laughs> so I, I did want to bring this up and Uh-oh. it's it's some no 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 it's something bad. It's about the elimination chamber. Okay. So a lot of people have been upset about something. Uh because they don't understand why m- the Miz is actually in the elimination chamber match. And I kind of agree with them. Mm-hmm. Like he's Mr. Money in the fucking bank. So you're gonna give somebody who can beat the shit out of and if even if he loses or even if he like finds a way to hide and protect his ass can go after the title again True. so it's like you know that was if they were going to put somebody in that was a former title world title holder they there were so many others they could have picked from i was actually thinking like it would have been a great chance to bring back jinder mahal even though i hated the fact that he was wwe champion but this would have been a good chance to bring him back or if you wanted to piss off mustafa even more put kofi in the fucking match exactly like there were so many other opportunities um so yeah that that was like one thing i was like People bitched him. What did Jeff do? Jeff deserves another title shot. I'm sorry, he does. And you know, I want to say this because watching the behind 
the, the day of Royal Rumble. I really hope that Christian gets to have the retirement match that he deserves. Mm-hmm. And people bitch about Christian coming back and Carlito coming back and all these people. Here's the thing about this. Carlito coming back, I actually, he looked in great shape and I can't, I hope he stays around and I hope he goes for a title because you know what? He deserves it. But Christian, just like Edge, did not have a say in when they had to stop wrestling. Right. They were told they had to stop. So it's nice to see that going on. And I love, it's like I said, Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, three of my all-time favorites. Hands down. There's no tag teams in the world that'll ever come close to how much I love those three. Some will come close, but you know, those three were just amazing in the attitude era. So getting to see somebody that I looked up to somebody that didn't have any choice in not wrestling anymore, getting to have his, his final hurrah, more power to him. Now on to Lacey. I got to get this off my fucking chest. I was actually going to, I was actually going to bring up the lamination chamber anyway, but yeah, go ahead. Lacey, bless your heart. You will not be anywhere close to Charlotte Flair. And Asuka is going to make you tap. Rick, get your crotchety old ass back to the home. Nobody wants to see you no more. (laughs) Charlotte has surpassed you. She's no longer Rick Flair's daughter. She has cemented and earned her title as the queen. You are now known as Charlotte Flair's dad. Get used to it because the spotlight isn't yours anymore, brother. Your spotlight ended years ago. It sucks. You're a great wrestler, but this nostalgia kick and everybody, you know, stroking your balls, I'm done with it. I'm done with it because, again, it's demeaning a woman who can wrestle circles around you. And that woman is your daughter. And on that, the floor is yours, ladies. (laughs) Okay, so I know know we didn't talk about doing this ahead of time and everything, but... From what they've announced so far for Elimination Chamber, y'all want to do some quick predictions for those? All right. So, okay. So, Jolie already said her choice for the Raw Women's title match. Asuka's going to win for sure. Kayla, you agree? Asuka. Okay, next. (laughs) All right. So, Jolie already brought up the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title. Again, it's all former champions. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, and The Miz. Kayla? Honestly, um, I do love all of them. I would love to see basically every single one of them have another opportunity. Um, but it does not work that way. Um, I'm going to give you my second choice, and then I would predict. Um, second choice that I would love to see have another title reign would be Mr. Jeff Hardy. Okay. Um, but unfortunately the way he's been dominating um ever since he won the title last year at wrestlemania i don't see him losing the title at least until maybe wrestlemania again so um i'm gonna say our claymore kick's gonna be high power and mighty so i believe drew mcintyre is probably gonna walk out as your wwe champion yeah i think i'm gonna agree with you on that one because it's like i really don't see drew losing it until like wrestlemania depend um like yeah it's like i don't see him losing it before wrestlemania myself jolie who you got gotta go drew hands down um i don't see him losing the title right here and right now uh 
I could see it down the road, but right now, no. Okay. All right. So for the SmackDown side, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little different thanks to Mr. Heyman and his sneaky ways. And by the way, WWE, I still want to see Heyman versus Adam Pierce. I still want to see that match. I know it was, it was a bullshit idea at first, uh, but I actually want to see it because Adam, I, I think Adam Pierce could whip Heyman's ass. And I actually wouldn't mind. And I wouldn't mind that at all. Anyway, so like I was saying, for SmackDown, it's going to be a little different. There's going to be an Elimination Chamber match to decide the number one contender, and that person's going to go against Raymond for the Roman Reigns for the Universal title that night. So we have Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Jay Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. All right, Jolie, how's this going to go? I'm going to raise the bar and go with Cesaro. He Ooh. had a very impassioned promo on Talking Smack, so... That's who I'm picking. Uh, Cesaro deserves the push that he gets. Don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Owens causing trouble and mayhem and being a a giant-ass thorn in the side of the uh, Samoan dynasty right now. But I I honestly would love to see Cesaro get the push he deserves. But I have a feeling that a fucking weasel is going to find his way into this match. And he's going to fucking win it. Who looks like a giant fucking walking weasel? Wait, Jay's already in the elimination chamber. No, Jay's a ferret. This is a fucking weasel. <sighs> Kayla, do you know who she's talking about? I think I might have an idea, but I could be wrong. Are we referring to your least favorite person, Mr. Oh. Rollins? Yes, a fucking weasel. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very true. <laughs> Kayla, what do you got? Well, I don't know why I'm thinking this. Uh-oh. Um, but I could be wrong. I might change my prediction by the time Elimination Chamber comes. If I do an article about it, it might stay. But a part of me, considering it's Roman Reigns, considering they're going to have the, same, the match in the same night, it wouldn't honestly surprise me if the winner of the Elimination Chamber is Jay Uso. Only because Roman will be like, I don't want to fight him. I don't want to fight him, and I don't want to fight him. So um, so right now, my prediction, I, I'm going to say Jay Uso because it's, it's just too unpredictable. I do like Jolie's choice of Cesaro because, yes... He does, you know, deserve that push. He deserves, you know, some more momentum up in there. He needs, you know, build up. But just with Roman being champion, I just see him saying, I want Jay Uso to win. So Jay more than likely will win. And then I'm going to give you a spoiler, not a prediction. I'm going to stick with it. It's still probably going to be. Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. God help us all. <laughs> I still say he's going to pick uh, Edge is going to pick Roman to face against, but we'll have to we'll have to see when it gets closer. Uh, actually, no, I'm, I'm I'm putting it right now. It's like I think Edge is going to end up picking Roman because it's like Finn paid a Finn paid Edge respect. 
Drew pay Edge respect. Roman told uh, Edge basically go fuck yourself. You're gonna pick me no matter what. <laughs> so, so it's like I see like the friction there already. But Edge gets full. Edge wait any ti- any title. They keep saying any title on the roster. He could. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got Oscar, Sasha Banks. E. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If y'all can see me right now, I, if y'all can see me right now, I am giving like Kayla like the biggest like, what the fuck are you talking about, woman? Look, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Speaking <laughs> of Sasha Banks, she was the, I think she was the Grand Marshal for today's Daytona 500, mm-hmm. and she oh. looked fucking fly when she waved the green flag. Oh, I saw I saw her in her outfit and everything. She looked oh. So it was like her and Kalisto and Kalisto's wife. I thought that was like, you know, I love her friendship with Kalisto and I really kind of wish that they would bring that, like she would have them as an entourage instead of Reginald. <laughs> Were you going to say something else? No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, as far as like with the SmackDown with me and everything, I'm kind of like on a toss up between Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. So I got to see what's going to play out with that. All right. So the final match, U.S. title match, triple threat. Lashley defending against Riddle and Keith Lee. Uh, Jolie. Keith is finally going to get his fucking revenge on fucking Bobby Lashley. And he's going to take that title. All right. Kayla? I'm going to have to agree with Jolie. Um. I think this is how they're going to get, they're going to build him up to the very top again, like he was in NXT. Um, so it honestly would not surprise me if Riddle gets out of the picture and it comes on one-on-one with Mr. Lashley and Lee, or something's going to happen where, well, of course you got to still worry about the hurt business out there, but I think, I think Keith Lee is going to get his United States title. I think he's going to get that championship and he's going to continue to build his legacy on monday night raw all right so i think i'm thinking one or two things are gonna happen number one which i agree with you both i hope my brother gets his title because it's it's about damn time but if not lashley taps out uh makes riddle like lashley submits riddle and everything and this builds up to lashley versus keith lee at wrestlemania for the title one or two ways but either way, whether it's now or it's WrestleMania, my boy's getting his damn title. And the, qu- the queen has fucking spoken on that one. My boy's getting his damn title. <sighs> All right. So wrapping up everything for this highly charged show, we definitely want to continue our spotlight for Black History Month. I got one out of left field for my hu- from, and I got to thank my husband from this, for this one. But I will hold off for a second. Kayla, who'd you pick? Um, I kind of wanted to dig a little deep into somebody that does not get the spotlight that they normally do in um, WWE. Um, so I decided to pick Mr. Titus O'Neil. Okay. Um, for anybody that didn't know, he used to play college football for the University of Florida. He was there from 1997 to 2000. Um, he also played with Arena Football from 2003 to 2007. Obviously, he does, you know, how big and built he is, tall. Should have played basketball, but hey, if football was your thing. Um, 
Then he, he debuted in the WWE at the time of his debut, which was 2009, which was still known as FCW. Um, and it took over in 2010 when it became NXT. He is the first ever 24-7 champion, which he's never... I remember that. Yes, he has never seen that title since then. Um, <laughs> but he is also a one-time WWE tag team with Darren Young. He was uh, what they called the primetime players. And mm-hmm. he does a lot of charity work in Florida with United's Way and Make-A-Wish. And he's very big on all the charities and the sponsors and stuff. So, um, Titus, if you don't get to hear this very much, um, I have been a fan of yours um, for a while. But, um, and a favorite moment from you, bud, is when you slid underneath the ring or tripped in that rumble or whatever. I don't know what you were doing, but um, that is a funny moment also. But um, if you don't hear this very much, Titus, right. If you don't hear this very much, Titus, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done and everything you continue to do. And we appreciate you. So, um, oh, um, go after your 24-7 title. It kind of misses you. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, and um, speaking of... But those who haven't heard the show before, um, all of us are involved with Everyday Fan, Everyday Fan Sports um, Wrestling Department. Kayla runs the, uh, besides being the wonderful department head, um, she also runs the Twitter. And every day for February, she's putting a spotlight on a certain wrestler or group. And so she, those have definitely gotten a lot of spotlight, especially for one Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> that, that was pretty damn cool. Well, see, I wanted to honor, um, at first I was like, well, I want to honor MVP. I want to honor Sheldon Benjamin. I want to honor Cedric. I want to do, you know, Lashley. And I was like, all right, let me just put the Hurt Business in there. Same way with the Street Profits. I wanted to get them. Same way with the New Day. So I put them all together so where I can kind of like throw more individuals in there. So that's why I did that. And yeah, Sheldon Benjamin, thank you for your like. I appreciate it. Or fist palm whatever that was it was appreciated that you know we're being seen so yeah that definitely got a lot got attraction on that one all right jolie hate to tell tell you away from the tv there but uh you're (laughs) up well you brought it up the 24 7 champion so my pick for this week is uh ron killings aka k quick aka r-truth aka r-truth and little jimmy um he started back in I think about 99 to about 2002 he was a part um he teamed with Road Dog and was a part of the invasion storyline for a little bit there um then he was let go and then he went to Impact and you know he's had such a long career our truth has um I believe he was was he NWA champion hold on oh I had everything right here. So he, he's been 24-7 champion 49 times. Okay. <laughs> he's been tag champ once with Kofi Kingston. He's been United States champion twice. He's been the hardcore champion twice. And he's been the uh, mixed match. He won the mixed match talent with Carmella. Um, I think one of the coolest things about our truth is that he doesn't shy away about his past. Um, 
about being incarcerated for 13 months and saying once he got out of jail, he wasn't going to go back to that. He changed his life around. He has done everything he can to be a better man, a better husband, better father. He's definitely one of the best entertainers on WWE's brand. Um, and in all honesty, can somebody hook him and Billy Kay up? Because I think they'd be comedic gold together. Um, <laughs> I mean, because honestly, I do miss Mella and Truth. I think that was some of Carmella's best work um, as a face. I love her as a heel, except for right now because it's god-awful annoying. And I don't like her on a show with Corey Graves because he just absolutely fucking annoys the shit out of me. I want to gouge my ears out because, you know, you got him speaking. I'm like, oh, it's Mandy Rose. Boy, I got a boner. Oh, there's Carmella. Shit. You know, it's like, huh? <laughs> How are you going to say, like, you know, oh, she turns you so on and here comes the, your actual partner? That's the one thing that always bugged me because you know that they're together. It's like, <laughs> like, you know, at least with Renee and Mox and when he was Dean Ambrose, like, everybody knew. Like, everybody remembers the slap heard around the world when she fucking slapped the shit out of Miz. Oh, Every- I love that. Everybody remembers when they when he smashed Seth Rollins to the table, he made sure to grab her phone, toss it to the coal so it didn't get damaged anymore. And I, I, I swear <laughs> to God, that was like one of the smoothest moves because Cole actually caught and gave her a thumbs up. So, yeah, no. Um, but R-Truth has literally been around. He looks timeless. He's still in great shape. And I, while I do agree with Kayla that he is probably going to be the 100-time 24-7 champion, um, he honestly has been like seeing him live at shows. Like he brings the crowd, like the crowd could be dead and he just brings fire, passion and absolute love and joy to the audience. And I think that's one of the special things about, um, our truth, Ron Killings and, you know, getting to, um, see him perform and just see how like he genuinely loves the crowd, especially when it's kids especially mm-hmm. when it's kids like they'll do the they used to do dance breaks at house shows and bring kids in from the front rows like that's how cool this man is so you know he is very much appreciated for bringing smiles to our faces and making us laugh with his skits and all that i mean he he he's uh isn't he isn't john cena his mentor he's john cena's mentor or something like that john cena's his mentor that's right <laughs> <laughs> and he's in this Cena. um and we don't know where Lim- little jimmy is we've been looking but you know we can't see him anywhere but yeah no our truth is definitely one of those class acts next to titus um he does a lot also with like make a wish i think all of them really do because mm-hmm. i i think when everything with connor happened you know that really hurt a lot of the wrestlers yeah so it's like you know and he just loves performing so i I will honestly say that our truth is definitely you know if you want to strive to be somebody i think it's okay to say that you want to be the 900th time 24 7 7 11 european television hardcore champion (laughs) like the man is comedic gold and you know we always we always say like you know it's it's going to suck when they leave the business or it's going to suck when they retire like you know i said that about john cena but i'm okay but like you know not seeing our truth i think that really is going to suck cuz even if it's with the run-ins 
unless it's during the women's matches, and then I have an issue. Because <laughs> there's plenty of men's matches you can run through. Leave the women alone. So yeah, that that's my one biggest pet peeve. But <laughs> he just brings joy, I feel, to even though like, you find it annoying about the, the amount of championships that he's won, at least he's better looking than fucking Gronk that looks like goddamn Skeletor. Oh my gosh. I hate Gronkowski. I'm sorry. I'll fucking admit it. I hate that piece of shit. I hated the fact that they brought him into WrestleMania. I hate that he is, you know, constantly, now that he won with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bitch, your ass was retired. If it wasn't for Tom Brady moving, your ass would still be retired on a beach somewhere. And we wish you stayed there because you are an asshole. I mean, seriously. But oh, yes, Kayla. Oh no, I was going to say, um, I was going to say WWE needs to um, break that record because Gronk right now holds it for sixty-seven days, and he's the longest twenty-four-seven champion. Oh. That's so because his bitch that. ass went hiding, like a little <laughs> yeah, it's bitch. Like tr- Truth had to find him to get the title back. <laughs> he didn't trust his house. Like this- that wasn't him. That was somebody. I think he did it at a football field. Did he do it at a football field at practice? Uh-uh. He did it at his oh, house. No. He, he said he said he was going to, but it ended up being his house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he dressed up as the lawn guy or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. What? All right, before I get to mine real quick, what did y'all, since y'all brought up Tom Brady and Gronk and Tampa Bay and everything, the Lombardi toss. Okay. As a fan, no, 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 no. This is honestly fucking serious. Okay, okay, go ahead. As a football fan and as somebody whose team finally won the Lombardi three years ago, like to me, that was utterly and 100% disrespectful, not only to the trophy, but to the name Lombardi. You want to toss something around, toss a fucking football, toss a fake one. Do not toss that because what happens if drunk ass Gronk slipped? fell and hurt himself that was just the most stupid idiotic bullshit thing that anybody could ever have fucking done and you know what tom brady's a piece of shit for doing it and everybody's oh that's so funny ha 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 and the actual person the daughter of the person that created the wants an apology and everybody's making fun of her because she wants an apology well no you you don't treat the stanley cup like that no they just drink out of it but that's a tradition yeah Go ahead, go ahead. It's just it, it it to me it was utter lack and disrespect. Even the World Series when they they don't toss that around, you don't do that. The NBA championship, you don't do that. That's fucking bullshit and disgusting. And you know what? Like the the daughter deserves an apology and as a fan, I am sorry that they did that. I honestly am because that was disgraceful. That was disgusting. And they're fucking lucky that they didn't either hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it's all a- I'm going to say on that. But I will say this. Everybody said who the weekend sucked. I actually love that. And as somebody that was supposed to be at fucking WrestleMania last year, watching um, him sing Blinding Light in the stadium where I was supposed to be, like, was kind of cool at the same time because, like, that was last year's theme song. And yes, I know he's got a theme song this year. So still, fuck everybody that was hating on the weekend because I actually enjoyed that Super Bowl performance. It was a lot better than Justin Timberlake's, okay? 
Uh, Kayla, did you want to add anything before I go? Or our jester has stated it all. <laughs> okay, but I do all have right. to agree. I do have to agree that the uh, halftime show was awesome with the weekend. I will say that. I actually didn't. I actually didn't watch it because I'm not much of a weekend fan. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, so the person who I chose for Black History Month, like I said, I do have to thank my husband for this one because he's definitely an old soul. And um, I'm actually going to go a little, I'm going to go way back on this one. Uh, The person who I chose, um, Mr. Houston Harris, a.k.a. Bobo Brazil. And this gentleman was actually credited for breaking down barriers of racial segregation in professional wrestling. He was also considered one of the first successful African-American professional wrestlers. Uh, he debuted in 19, back in 1951. And if I counted this correctly, according to his Wikipedia, Wikipedia page and everything, he held over 50 titles over 50 titles throughout multiple promotions throughout his career. And he, t- he retired in 93. So the man was going in strong for 40 years and it was unbelievable. And he was actually served as a mentor to one Rocky Johnson. And like I said, he retired in 93 and he is actually, he actually was inducted into the, WWE was previously known as WWF Hall of Fame in 94. So if anything, so it's like, I'm, I, I, again, I have to thank my husband for this one and everything, because it definitely seems like he paved the way for a lot of the wrestlers, Coco Beware, uh, Junkyard, uh, not Junkyard, uh, but uh, Booker T, and then a lot of the people who are, um, that we see today. So definitely want to, Shout out to him. Oh, long night, long night, long night. All right. So with that being said, that's all we have for this episode, The Queen's Takeovers. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>